hello and welcome to a fresh episode of the Wildcat Offense Basketball Edition hosted by yours truly, Wes Ibarra of Offsea Sport. Thank you for taking time out of your Monday afternoon to talk Wildcat basketball with me. Um, also, the ratings, the reviews, the listens, the downloads, it means so much. I thank you all so much for the support. It means the world to me and the project, and it keeps me motivated to keep making podcast content like this for you all. Um, share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who is down to join the sports talk conversation. I can be found on most podcast platforms at OFF. C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. So whether that's your Apples, your Spotify's, your Amazon Music, I'm there. Once again, that's spelled O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. So talk about a big win. And big is spelled B-I-G in capital letters. Big win. 83-58 to in favor of our cats. The cats improve to 15-5 and while the Buckeyes fall to... 13 and 7. Unfortunately, the Cats did not gain any ground on Illinois, Purdue, or Wisconsin as Purdue won their game on a Saturday over Rutgers and Illinois beat IU. But to end that week with two wins, especially one of those wins coming from a top 10 team and the second win coming from a team where we were only favored by three and a half points, but the team won by 25. I mean, wow. We'll take it, right? I mean, I did say something about the last episode where maybe this is the one game where the Cats just really, really blow a team out. And uh, you got to have that home cooking going. And they sure, sure as heck did it, right? I mean, a 25-point win, so you beat the odds, and you improve to 11-1 and at home. And uh, keeping up that brand that this team just feels damn near unbreakable at Welsh Ryan. Of course, the next game is going to be on the road, but we'll get into that a little bit before I sign off here. But 83 to 58, it seemed like the Cats had control just about the whole game, right? It was 41 to 30 at half, and then the Cats exploded for a 42 point outburst in the second half while only giving up 28. So very consistent on both sides, but obviously that piles up. Hence, the Cats putting up 83 points and only giving up 58. Now, looking at these leaders, uh, Bruce Thornton led the way for the Buckeyes with 18 points, 3 for 9 from the field, 1 for 3 from 3, almost perfect, 11 for 12 at the line. Frank Okpara had 5 rebounds, um, Roddy Gale Jr. with uh, 3 assists, and Roddy Gale Jr. with 2 steals. As for the Cats, Boo Booey, our fearless leader, led the way with 19 points, with 6 for 10 from the field, 2 for 3 from 3, 5 for 6 at the line. So, really good day for Boo Booey. Of course, uh, 5 re uh, rebounds to uh, help out with that. So, Boo Booey, look at that, putting in uh, rebounding work. Brooks Barnheiser led the way assist-wise with 6 turnovers and played a really clean game. Zero turnovers over 35 minutes of play. And Ryan Langborg with the defensive highlight of one block. Now looking into the team stats. Now this is where it shows more of the story, right? So Cats were pretty much better in every statistical category with the exception of steals and blocks. So looking at field goal percentage, 57.7% to 34.1. So for the Buckeyes, it was a really rough day just trying to get the ball in the basket. It's pretty obvious, right? They only scored 58 points um cats were 10 for 19 from three so damn near on fire 52.6 percent 
while the Buckeyes shot a horrid 23.8%. Free throw lines uh, results were a little bit of a little bit of an even game. Cats went 13 for 17, 76.5% to 75.8 for the Buckeyes. Cats led away in assists, so great way to orchestrate their offense, of course, with a big output. 27 to 22 rebounds, tied on offensive rebounds with three apiece. The Buckeyes had one more steal, five to four, two more blocks, four to two. And of course, the defense showed up in terms of uh, turning the ball over. Six turnovers for the Cats, 10 turnovers for the Buckeyes. So, of course, that defense does come in day in and day out. And Saturday was not an off day for them. So very, very good there. Going into individual stats. So I did mention uh, Bruce Thornton having 18 points. Roddy Gale Jr. led the way. Uh, or at least was behind Thornton with 15 points, four for eight from the field, one for four from three, perfect from the line, six for six, uh, one rebound and three assists to his name in 34 minutes of action. Not much to write home about for the rest of the team. Battle with five points, Okpara with five points and five rebounds, Mahaffey with only two points, uh, Royal with four, Key with three, Hardman with three, Middleton with three, and the rest zero. So. It's kind of like one of those uh, things, again, where the losing team that, you know, bows down to our cats, it's where their two, one or two best players does all the work or most of the work scoring wise, but the rest of the team does not seem to register anything of substance, right? So like I said, 18 and 15 for Thornton and Gale, respectively, and in single di uh, digits for the rest of the group. Um, as we look at Northwestern, they had four five six players in double figures so remember what i said last week about having multiple guys in double figures if you could have a starting lineup's worth of guys in double figures you have a high chance of winning the game and scoring a lot and of course outside of boo booey uh chipping in 19 points langborg with 14 barnheiser with 11 ty berry with 10 matthew nicholson again back to the single digits when it comes to scoring but that's okay uh, three rebounds uh, and one assist to his day. Pretty efficient, two of four from the field. But the rest of the double-figure scores are Luke Hunger and Nick Martinelli. Martinelli had 12 points in 28 minutes of play, five for eight from the field, one for two from three with two rebounds. Hunger with 11 points in 23 minutes of play, four for six uh, from the field, one for three from three, and two for three from the line. Both guys were in foul trouble with four fouls. Boo Booey actually fouled out of the game with five, but he's already put his mark on the game. So, again, you got to love it when you have multiple guys just putting in results, right? It seems like, from what I've noticed throughout the season, is that whenever Northwestern has taken a loss, it's either one guy just has the game of his life or the team just played a complete game and just really, really evened out the stat sheet. And same with the Cats, right? It's either somebody has a big game like Boo Booey, right, against Illinois and against Purdue. Um, or somebody just, uh, or some, more not just somebody, but like most people on the team that tend to play minutes contribute in a double figure night right so again six players in double figures for the cats that's that's impressive you wish that every night for the rest of the season is like that especially against uh purdue on wednesday um 
it would be nice if we could have six guys in double figures against Zach Eady and company and, you know, go 2-0 and against the Purdue Boilermakers two years in a row. But, again, t- uh, Saturday's game was an example of how Northwestern can really look when they have a master class of a day. And putting up 83 points against a very, very decent Ohio State team, despite their record in the Big Ten not being as good as uh, those ahead of Northwestern and slightly behind, um, you can't take these games for granted, right? You can't just beat two of the four best teams in the um, in the conference, besides yourself, of course, and you know, just take the rest of the season off. It doesn't work that way. And especially if you want the Cats to see in the tournament, you have to win games even against the middle of the pack or the bottom feeders of uh, of the league. And needless to say, right, like the Big Ten in general is very good basketball. You could be 0-9 at this point in the Big Ten, but if you have a good overall record, that still means that you're a very, very good team. And of course, a lot of these players are much better than a lot of other players in other conferences throughout the uh, Division One landscape, at least on paper. So for the Cats, right, having wins like this is just that much more important. And I know what I'm saying is just common sense, right? You know, in order to be a very, very bona fide program and be sustainable, you got to win at all facets, whether it's preseason, non-conference, in-conference, in the tournament. But for a team of Northwestern's resume, right, you know, this team is on track to make it to -to back-to-back NCAA tournaments, which is something that hasn't been done before. So, of course, wins like this just keeps the hype going, right? Can you recall a time where people felt this good about Northwestern basketball? That. The last time was probably when they made the tournament in 2017. So, you know, people dream of days like this, you know, and um, now that it's coming into fruition, it's like, man, you know, this is really must watch basketball. Besides, of course, you know, all the other college basketball programs, um, especially one that's not that far down the road from NU uh, at Loyola. Those guys are doing pretty good too. And of course, you know, we're in Chicago. It's a pro sports town. We'll always have the Bulls, but you know, who doesn't like watching quality college basketball, tournament quality basketball, and you know, a team that you can root for, for a month, a month and a half. But before you get to start rooting for them for a month and a half in the tournament, you cheer for them right here, right now, when it's at the end of January, going into the beginning of February, and they're just toughing it out through the Big Ten season. So it's a really, really good win for um, the Wildcats. And I hope that they can bring that momentum going into Wednesday night because you're going to go to Mackey. That environment is crazy. I mean, granted, you could argue that. Northwestern's environment's crazy now because the Cats have virtually not lost at home this year. But this is gonna be this is gonna be uncharted territory again, right? So you're facing the number two team in the country. And it's almost a similar situation to the last time, right? I think Purdue was number one 
by the time that they came to uh, Welsh Ryan very early in the season uh, last year. It's still crazy to say that 2023 was last year and we're in 2024, but that's besides the point. Um, having a complete performance like this really, really brings confidence to a program that they can play with the best of anyone, right? And if Saturday's results showed anything for either team, whether it's the Cats or the Boilermakers, right? Um, that shows that these two teams are legit. Purdue faced all sorts of trouble in the second half against Rutgers, and they've managed to come away victorious. Northwestern was able to step on the gas from the opening tip all the way to the end. So you have two contrasting um, storylines going into Wednesday, but um, to just keep talking about Saturday, right? And we'll preview the uh, Purdue-Northwestern game on Wednesday, on game day. Uh, but, you know, a win like this should give more and more confidence to keep that purple train going, right? Um, when I was watching the uh, Purdue-Rutgers game, uh, the college basketball on a Fox team had the Cats as a number nine seed, which is encouraging. I think the Cats were in similar territory when they actually made the tournament last year. But, you know, um, this is the chance to help them improve that seeding, right? Of course, in an ideal world, right, the Cats would run the table, never lose a game until... Uh, conference tournament time and then maybe become like a five seed or a six seed or even a four seed or something like that but you got to take the opportunities as they come it's one game at a time though despite that you know it's going to be very very short right i did mention in previous episodes that there's a lot of basketball to be played but very little basketball to be played because we'll only have one full month of regular season basketball before we get into the madness. So the Cats have to capitalize for the next handful of games. But games like this can show how to be a good program for the back nine of the season, as well as uh, give us a preview of what is to come, especially when they're going to play stiffer competition the rest of the way. Um but yeah, you know, big win. I'm happy. I hope you all are happy too. If you all predicted that the Cats were going to blow out the Buckeyes, good on you because I thought it was going to be a close game. So, you know, I mean, we'll take it, right? We'll take it any way, any form possible. Shoot, I even hope that the Cats would beat the Purdue Boilermakers uh, by 20 on Wednesday night. Catch them on a bad night. But... um. This is a really good win. This and I hope that the team takes momentum. You know, they keep you know riding their big 3 of uh, Bowie, Barnheiser and uh Langborg or should I say big 4 and Barry, you know, having that very decent production from Nick Martinelli, Luke Hunger and company, right? Um this team again, I keep saying it over and over, but this team can run with the best. And it's going to be very, very exciting. And um, it's going to be really good. I hope the win against Illinois kickstarted something for uh, the Cats. And, uh, you know, for a team that the Cats are only going to see once this year in the Buckeyes, that's a good win. You got to love it when you play only 
once for a certain team and you get the win that way you get the bragging rights into the next year but let me know what you think what you guys think of that win did you guys think that that was quality that's a sign of things to come or do the cats really need to start beating teams twice in order for you to be convinced that the cats are legit meaning the cats would have to win on wednesday maybe win a second game against penn state maryland michigan state which was all the way at the tail end of the year but well, let me know what you think um before i sign off here today i want to thank each and every one of you again for joining me on your monday afternoon so i hope that you all fought off the sunday scaries the night before or the day before and whether you're at home at work on the way home from work working out studying whatever it is or even just daydreaming about the next northwestern basketball victory right i appreciate you for taking the time to listen to the wildcat offense uh today it means a lot to me it means a lot to the project and it keeps me motivated to keep making podcast content like this um Share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who is down to join the Sports Talk Conversation. I can be found on most podcast platforms such as Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music. And Offsy Sport is spelled O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. Uh, you could look into the other shows that I've had for the Wildcat offense, such as um, the episodes that I made for the football team, as well as Greatness. That's spelled G-R number eight and SS which is a short form podcast of me talking about athletes who are just killing it in their sport today, such as Shohei Otani, Nikola Jokic, uh, Mike Trout, Joe Burrow, and even the Philippines women's soccer team who made their first ever World Cup and is the first time the Philippines has sent either a men's or women's soccer team to the World Cup. I hope you enjoy that. Um, I will see you all on Wednesday to preview the big game against the Purdue Boilermakers. Until then... Have a great day and go Cats!